0: Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Pertek has teamed up again with the sport's biggest stakeholders to create the third annual Ultimate Bathurst Experience, with all proceeds going straight to the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit at St. Vincent's Hospital. The winner and their guest will be treated as super VIP guests at the Repco Bathurst 1000 in October this year, with a number of behind the scenes experiences all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions, and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimate MotorsportPrize.com.au. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertec. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legends Series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Just an average bloke. His words, he's anything but... A guy from humble beginnings who sacrificed to realise a dream. Plenty to admire about that, but who is Jim Dimmick?
1: Oh, who is Jim Dimmick? Um, I think I'm just a battler from from Woolloomooloo, you know, just trying to do my best. And uh, for me, um, I just always want to be someone who, who always keeps his integrity intact.
0: A Roosters junior, well, from their catchment area, anyway. It's something not a lot of
1: people know yeah. initially. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I played um, with the Paddo Colts. Um, played with Craig Fields and Scott Murray. Wow, he, he was also in the side. And um, yeah, we were, we were travelling from from Woolloomooloo down to Bondi. Um, and Mickey Sharrett, the bloke, he used to take us there. We had to catch a um, catch the train to Bondi Junction from King's Cross and then we'll get a bus to uh, I think it was barrelrow oval okay. so this was a hike you know like and poor Mick sometimes he, We used to get a um, taxi home and old Mickey Show used to pay for it good man he was and like went four years I think under twelves um, for the Colts we end up winning undefeated and no points scored against us the whole year. Wow. So it was nil, 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 and I've gone, oh, I've had enough of this. You know what I mean? I wanted to, you know, wanted just – play footy against Well, up, I man. wanted to – I didn't want to do the travel and that, and yeah. most of the side that was playing was from Woolloomooloo. So I said, mate, let's just make our own side up, you know. <laughs> so the next year we we made our own side up and made up, well, Woolloomooloo's side with made, um, Nathan Donato, Shannon Donato's brother, yeah. was playing, and – we ended up winning the comp, so I had enough of that and then end up going to South South after that to try and test myself.
0: Late 80s, junior age footy, you're of a Australian and Tongan descent. Whilst we're used to seeing Pacifica players now, back then it wasn't the norm. It was a
1: rarity. Yeah, it was. Um, I think I think Johnny Fafita was playing then. Uh, yeah. Back at that stage, I um, sort of looked up to him, you know. Yeah. I um, actually he ended up playing a charity cup game, but he was playing reserve grade uh, then, so I was holding his foot trying to tackle him. <laughs> it was about size 18. But, uh, yeah, I think it was uh, different f- for the Pacific Islanders. Um, you know, for me, you know, I'm a bit of a plastic one. <laughs> 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 uh, I was brought up, um, you know, in, in Blue and I sort of just hung with all the boys. Um I yeah. uh, I think it was because I was always playing sport and running around, and I, and what I ate, I didn't eat the Tongan food and that. My mum sort of fed us, you know, different steak, three veg, bag bowl, stuff like that. Yeah. So I wasn't on the on the taro and that. So yeah. I wasn't I wasn't too big, but I was a bit more leaner. And I think it didn't suit the the Pacific, the Islanders back then because it was only four interchange. Yeah, and once you're off, you're off. So yep. you had to try and get that. Aerobic uh, fitness to a level, mm-hmm. and I think they've now now that they're eating and um, and got the diet and and living the right way, and I think they're sort of you know sussed it out. And there's more. I think there's 60 percent of Islanders playing um, in there NRL now. And as
0: one of the trailblazers, mate, that must make you extremely proud of the heritage and and how far they've come in 30 years.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, you Know to see there's like 60% you know islanders playing, yeah. it, it's so good. And uh, also, I played in the Pacific Cup, you know, um, yeah. it was one of the best times of my life. And back in '94, I got to learn about, about my culture and I, you know, I got to captain my, my country, which uh, we ended up winning um, uh, that tournament. Um, uh, sort of made, made me mother proud, and all my aunties back in Tonga, and Did over they? there, yeah, I was, I was yeah. so happy. Um, they were just happy we we beat Samoa, so yeah. Um, yeah, it was. But for me, I'm, I'm I'm Tongan heritage and also Maltese heritage, but yep. uh, I define myself in a, as an Australian. You know,
0: were you always a six as a as a young footballer?
1: No, I always played lock, played in the forwards. Okay, I, I like tackling. Um, ball skills sort of come. I don't know where they come from, but um sort of played a lot of basketball uh, played a bit of tennis and that but you know so sort of that helped me in that in that respect
0: you were a natural ball player natural athlete to be honest where did it come from was it was it coached into you was it a natural feeling a natural style or was it because you grew up in an era where kids were just active whether it was tennis basketball BMX bikes football Stone fights after school. You're always doing something, so you're always improving mentally and physically.
1: You know, I, I, I sort of bring it back to the upbringing I had, uh, where I lived, uh, Wollumlu. It's very fortunate they had a Police Boys Club down there. Yep, and also a recreation centre, uh, Phillip Park, and also Wollumlu Rec. Um, so it sort of first started out at um, at the Police Boys Club. You know, we did a lot of. A lot of activities there. Um, yeah, there was judo on. Uh, we we did a bit of that. Um, they, had, um, they had boxing there. They, they played table tennis. Yeah. trampolines, squash. Um, they also took you away a, a lot of times on on camps, camp Mackay and all yep. that. So, and also I, I marched a lot a lot for the um, um, for the club. Yep. So. <laughs> Oh, you got all the gear for the day, and as many pies and sausage rolls you could eat. So <laughs> that was a good deal. That's, That's good how team, they yeah. got you. So, and also the playgrounds. Um, it wasn't. It was a rec centre, but it wasn't like they sort of babysat you. But it was a lot of tennis there. You could play paddle tennis there, um, basketball, and they had. Uh, there was Wollamoo Coronation uh, King George V down at um, uh, down the rocks, and they all played. We, we played like cricket against each other okay. or, or, or basketball. So that was always, there was always something going on. It was either you're playing sport or you're smoking splits and that with the boys yeah. and, you know, on the, you know, and I didn't want to do that. Um, but they were my mates. They still played in that, but that wasn't my go. So that wasn't your go. I sort of, um, we had a good upbringing because there was a lot of kids around and yeah. there was a lot of families there. It was multicultural, very multicultural um, area. So, and it didn't matter. They didn't care what what where you're from as long as you had to go and. And you're a decent that was, person. That, that yeah. was the Aussie sort of the Aussie Aussie way. So.
0: You would become known as the ball player and a magician with the the footy in your hand. Was that you as a kid? Like I'm trying to figure out if it's natural or if it was coached. Was that you as a kid? Was there always? And I don't want you to pump yourself up, and I and I don't mean <laughs> to embarrass you, but. Yeah.
1: Did it come easy? Did you have time as a kid? I think it was always because I'm always playing. I was yep. always playing at at, well, at the playground. It was a basketball court. It was asphalt. and yep. We were playing four a side and there'd be 50 kids, you know, waiting. So you had four people waiting and it was like first try, you're off. Yep. So if you want you want to be any good, you, you'd be waiting all the time. You'd want to win. So, But you're always playing against kids that are older and, you know, you're looking at them, watching them. and you know, they sort of took you under the wing, or uh, you know, what, what was that? What'd you do then? Or you practice it, or then we'll play basketball after it. So, I think it was always doing something. I, I think that's where the game sort of sort of lost. Now it's so predictable, and Great. it's not off the cuff, and you know, some players can't really read the game anymore as blokes could back then. Obviously, it's much quicker now than it was back then. But it's different. But it's it is different. It is much different than we had different things to worry about then. It was you had to worry about someone taking your head off. Yeah. But but now it's more faster and more bigger. They're they're bigger players, and now you just have to worry about cameras and phones. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, glad they weren't around in the nineties.
0: Oh hello. SG Ball with South City, then you moved over to the Magpies.
1: How and when did that happen? Yeah, I went, um, actually, I played from SG Ball. I went up, it was 1989. Yep. I went up and played 20s with South. Yep. And I was. I was fullback. They put me, Steve Sims put me a fullback for some reason. I go, Sims, what are you doing? I've never played fullback in my life. He goes, wow. Mate, you can catch the ball, can't you? I said, yeah. He said, all you have to do is run over the halfback when he, when he comes to chase you. So I said, all right. So I end up playing fullback, and then um, I think someone got injured up top, and oh, someone coming back from injury, so Scotty Wilson had to come back. Yep. So he ended up playing fullback, and I ended up going playing in normal position at lock. Yeah. And we ended up um, going all the way, and then we won the grand final in '89. So I was very fortunate there. And the next year, I, I played a little bit of. Um, uh reserve grade uh, and then um I was working at Boswell and, and Joey Thomas he sort of was trying to get me to, to go to, to Western suburbs. He was at um at Canterbury at the time and and a lot of them like Paul Langmack, Andrew Farrow, Dave Gillespie and also Warren Warren were going to to um to Western suburbs and he said, mate, if you want to learn something about the game, do yourself a favor. Come out and play for for the magpies you'll you'll get to learn a lot Pertek has teamed up again with the sport's
0: biggest stakeholders to create the third annual ultimate bathurst experience with all proceeds going straight to the peter duncan neurosciences research unit at st vincent's hospital the winner and their guest will be treated as super vip guests at the repco bathurst 1000 in october this year with a number of behind-the-scenes experiences all part of the major prize. The prize is not being auctioned, it's being raffled, giving everyone the chance to be involved, with a limited number of tickets being offered at just $20 each. For a full list of prize inclusions, and to buy your tickets for a chance to win this once-in-a-lifetime experience, visit ultimatemotorsportprize.com.au. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, all put together by the great team at Pertech.
1: So I went there for le- less money than, than Salis would give, offering me. So I spent and learned something, you know.
0: <laughs> First impressions of the walk.
1: Oh, very intense, very yep. intense and uh, very structured um, he was, but very, very smart coach. But for me, I, you know, I do like structure, but I was more, as you were saying before, off the cuff. Yep. And playing, you know, what's in front of me, but Warren, every play was more like NFL, yeah, and not one one position. I didn't know, I didn't know the locks position, the five eights position, and the hookers. So I didn't know three of them. So I was getting hammered, you know. So, but no, but it was, you know, I, I sort of, I don't regret going there and, and learning something from, from from Warren.
0: Mate, absolutely all-time debut story. Saturday, March 16, 1991, Western Suburbs versus the Gold Coast. You're wearing the black and white number 6 standing across from you in the same jersey as the King Wally Lewis. That is awesome.
1: Yes, I was terrified. (laughs) I was terrified. Um, Yeah, being in all of um, uh, Wally, um, you know, playing, um, carving the the blues up in so many orange games and then, you know, like, Doing what he did for Australia, and mm. it was just unbelievable. But for me, it was, uh, I was very nervous, so nervous, because I was only 18. I was yeah. just about uh, about a month away from turning 19. So, you know, I was i was very nervous, and um, I was seeing all the boys having barracas before the game. I go, what's that? And then they said, oh, I'll just calm your nerves down or settle your guts down. I said, Well, give us two. Yeah. <laughs> So shit, me also. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I was very thankful um, I got the opportunity because I, I sort of went to West, you know, I had to try and learn something about the game, and I wasn't. I was only sort of, sort of trained a trial sort of thing. So okay, and I played really well in, in a trial, so I, I got me start. And, um, so I was very thankful that um, Warren had uh, had faith in me and that I, I could do the job and. Um. I was very lucky that night. I scored two tries and went to Melba's and scored again. (laughs) (laughs) The ultimate Gold Coast night. One three-wheeler. So beautiful. (laughs) Six again. (laughs) Play
0: on. (laughs) That's it. How did life change in that one week? And I ask because you being you, I reckon you would have been happy going through footy without ever being recognised without anyone making a fuss and without doing any interviews, getting any media, but in seven days for an 18-year-old, that changes dramatically.
1: Yeah, it was pretty hectic. Um, I think I got interviewed at work. I was only an apprentice at at Boswell Printing and... um, I think it was Peter Overton who came come and interviewed me actually. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was his first interview. So we are both on debut. Is that <laughs> yeah. a true story? Yeah, it is a true story because I seen him um, down at Double Bay once um, uh, at the dentist. We were both at the dentist and and the lady there goes, oh, Pete, you know Jimmy? He goes, yeah, I interviewed him. first. That was my first interview. I said, you were my first interview. So That's was, terrific. we were both on debut. So. Uh, that, that, that was yeah, I'm pretty shy. I was pretty shy being Pacific Islander, yeah. you know, pretty humble and, and I don't like talking too much you know, to the media, or, or especially when I was a young kid. Um, I'm getting better at it now but, yeah, it, it was hard for me just – I didn't know what the fuss was about, you know, mm. just doing what I had to do and uh, I think it, it's a little bit easier back then because you had work to take take your mind off it. Yeah, good call. You know, you'd Nowadays, these kids haven't got any life experience at the moment. All they got to do is they're focused on football all the time. So yeah. so I think it was easier for me because I, I had to work at the work and also go to training and also everyone was doing it. Everyone's like semi-professional. So um, I, I think it made it easier for me.
0: So what did you learn under WOC, under Dave Gillespie and, and the veterans at at The magpies, oh, from Dave and all that. Um,
1: they can't run without heads, yes, <laughs> they, and, and which
0: way to the pub after <laughs> Thursday
1: night no, training. And, um, and like, yeah, Warren was uh, very structured. Um, actually, the, the drive out to because we, I lived in Woolloomaloo at the time, yep. so and Joey Thomas lived out at, um, what was he living then? out St George Way and, and Warren lived at Marubra. So yep. we always to meet um at near Joe's house and and, and and travel together. So it'll be me, Joe, Langers, uh, Terry Hill sometimes and the Walk. So we'll be in the car and that and That's a and collection. Mate, and the Walk will be asking questions about the moves and that I'm just I'm I knew because I was sweet, you know, yeah. I knew because I sort of threw off. I was real quiet in it. And Terry's going. And Terry Hill's bumping me going, what's the answer? What's the answer? <laughs> and, and I throw him a decoy, throw him a dummy. And he goes, oh, he's supposed to go down a blind. And the walker will go, no, Terry, you have to go to the open. And, and he's kicking me off. I fuck you. What are you doing? Oh, I'll be brilliant. laughing my head off. Oh, but he always used to test us in the car. Oh, and, I, and Terry's worrying about one position. I'm worrying about three. Yeah, hook, uh, that's five, eight block. that's oh, block. Funny times.
0: A few good seasons with the Maggies, then it was off to Canterbury. That's where you'd find your home. Um, that was a game changer because something pretty special was, was building at
1: Belmore, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was funny again because for me, like, I left South to go to West and probably on less money. And then I did the same thing when I when I um, went from, from West to Canterbury.
0: Less money again? Yeah,
1: yeah. So... I, for me, it's, it wasn't about money. It was about backing myself and yeah. w- what I learned from um, at South, and also what, what, what I did at, at West. And I think having uh, Christian Anderson as as the coach, it, it complemented my style of football yeah. and the way um, they like to play. But um, it, with the players they had there, they had me like I could just do what anything I want. I could just roam wherever I wanted to go, and it. it sort of brought my game to a to another level where, where I could showcase my, my, my ball playing mm. skills and I always had them, but I was so nervous. Like I didn't want to muck up at West. And, um, well, some players
0: suit some nervous, coaches like, and yeah, some coaches suit some players. Yeah,
1: I wasn't like not nervous, but I didn't want to muck up because yeah. it was so you – and know, I had like yeah you had, you had Dave Gillespie, yeah had Lang Mac. Um, mate, to Lang Mac's credit, he was – Really good ball play sort of helped my game. Yeah. He he taught me how to use people up. That was his best, his best, um his best trait was like getting blokes to run into into holes for you. Yeah, but he just said, mate, just use them up. You just got to use. The, I'll go. You just go. Yeah, see you, mate. Go back the other way. Nice. But, but sometimes you got to use them yeah. and 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 set them up for a try because then they'll never run for you. But A sort of taught me that, and he, he was he was the king of it. So. But I was very fortunate. I remember Joey Thomas saying to me, um, "If you ever get a chance to go to Canterbury, go to Canterbury. It's the best club you'll ever ever go to." And um, yeah, well, it was a great time I had at Canterbury. And, and the three years I had there I felt like I played it for ten. But it does, doesn't it? it? Does yeah. yeah. It, the three years I had there, I, I sort of fit in so well. And it was a very multicultural club and a yeah. family club, and that's sort of what I'm about. Um, Built on yeah.
0: CEO Peter Moore, oh, Coach man. Chris Anderson, yeah. Captain Terry Lamb. Three good men, good football men, but three good men to teach a young bloke a few life
1: lessons. Yeah, and, and um a Bullfrog he always yeah, you know, he's got so many daughters in and goes, it Jimmy uh, he goes, what, what, what religion is I'm a Catholic. He's he like, oh, perfect. He goes, because yeah, I, I play for the Catholics. And he yeah. goes, oh, stop it. Goes, I've got two daughters left. I said, oh, I'm a right frog. <laughs> He's the best, mate.
0: 1993, you're a week away from the grand final. You ran into that Brisbane side. Superstars everywhere and no real weakness. What a footy side that was. Yeah,
1: they were a good side, you know. Um, but I think for Canterbury, it was – I think they didn't didn't go too well in '92. No, that's right. It was a today. huge boost. Yeah, so I think it was sort of a, a stepping stone for us. Yeah, '93. You know, we got club champions. I think. Yes. Minor um, premiers, but I think we we just fell out the back door. Yep. I don't, don't think we won a game in the semi. So, um, yeah, we were happy with what we done, but it, something was burning inside. Yeah, that we 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 knew we could do better, and um, then we added to the squad and. Um yeah, we did come up against like a Broncos like side. So yeah. Oh unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So and just just sometimes it's not your not your time, you know, and it's, it wasn't meant to be and uh, it, it was their time, you know.
0: Similar story twelve months later, because you continued your stepping stones, uh, you'd make the grand final, but this time you came up against the Canberra Raiders who in nineteen ninety-four that side is as strong as
1: any side that's ever been. Yeah, we always fared pretty well against Canberra whenever we played Canberra. Um Yeah, we we always gave them a good you know, a good run for their yeah. money even down at Canberra I think we beat them a few times and at home we beat them, but I think our grand final was maybe the semi-finals yeah. when we played them. I think we we won we came in extra time and we won in an extra time and and we made the grand final with we first side to make the grand final. Yep. So for us, it was sort of a, a learning curve for us. And you know, we we're in there. We thought, oh yeah, we've done it. We're here. We're gonna we're gonna do it. And um, yeah, you, you hey, Mal Meninga's last game. You know what I mean? You know, had the worst game. Worst kickoff. You know, didn't catch on the full yep. bounce, and then. On the back foot all, all day, so and it just wasn't meant to be. Yeah, it was. And that's the way the game goes, you know. Um we'll get to the yeah.
0: celebrations of ninety-five shortly, but the losses. A grand final loss, does that actually ever leave you? You you elite athletes? I've got a theory that whilst you're delighted with the ones that you win, you're probably more pissed off at the ones that you could have won.
1: Yeah, um, for me, like I've never ever watched the game. I've never seen it. Like, is that uh, right? Yeah, I've never watched the game, that grand final. So. 29 years ago. Yeah, I've never watched it. So, yeah, it's hard, hard to swallow. Um, but, like, they had a great side and yep. um, f- for Mal, mate, you know what I mean? Like, unbelievable side. They've got Mal, Laurie Daly, Ricky Stewart, no. Brad Clyde. Yeah. Please. You know, and. It's awesome, isn't it, when it you is. Line it when up? When you say that, like. Yeah. And they were established. Our yep. blokes were just. We are just coming through, mm. we were, you know, and, um, yeah, we had another good year, but we come second. Like, we're getting better. Yeah. You know what I mean? The year before, third, this this year, uh, the next year, we're coming second. So um, 95, we're pumped, you know. We think it's going to be our year.
0: Did it make 95 in the premiership that much sweeter?
1: Mate, 95 was so sweet, you know, because, not because, yeah, because we won it, but, you know, like, and for Manly, they were the best side by far the whole year. Yeah, and it just wasn't to be. Yeah, so on on the day were the better side, mm. the, for, but all year they lost two games all year mm. round. And they were the best side by far. They, you know, they'll play off a break mm. any other day. They would have played off a break, but for that day we were the best side by far. Just that one day. But for the whole year, yeah, by far they, they were the greatest side.
0: You guys have got the premiership rings. That's yeah, all that I know, is. Yeah. I know,
1: but it was a. Uh, there was a, a lot of lot of stress went through the year with with the super league debacle yeah. um you know we'll, you know we, we end up signing um we're going the Parramatta we're in court while yeah. um we're scraping in I think we come 7th mm-hmm. um so uh, and, and it it was going bad really bad just before the semis um until until Barr got us all together and apes and we went on this cruise um in the harbour just to sort all the all the shit out, you yeah. know, we, with the Super League and all and all that crap. So um um and then we've all sorted it out with we're all that blind. We went to the pump house. I remember someone spewed on the table, big round table, and Darren Britt picks it up and starts eating it. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> He's <laughs> a machine, mate. Machine mate. He just started eating it and everyone just looked at him and go, Yeah, we're gonna win this. Yeah. You know? Oh, it was so funny. So yeah, but 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 it was more more pleasing that we won after the after that Super League debacle that we could get back together and and get our heads on.
0: A couple of things we'll touch on. First up, uh, Terry Lamb's final game. Well, it was meant to be. Yeah. I've got to ask because I had Barr on a few weeks back. <laughs> he gave everyone up. What's your go-to, Terry yeah. Lamb's story or memory?
1: Oh, mine? Oh, I don't know, mate. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many. Uh, now nah, for me, like, Terry's Terry's just the pinnacle um Captain yeah. That you'd want to play for You know what I mean um, Like me and him are very close And um I don't know Like I only was there Played with him for three years mm-hmm. And he was at the back end Of his career But And he wasn't even training You know what That's I mean right. Like he didn't even train Like Everyone's going What's he doing Like he's going to train he, he mastered that by way, <laughs> <then. laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going Does he train this flag And I'm thinking Does he train Or he just does what he wants You know But And then when we're, we're, we're having A hard sesh you would come out and just flog everyone and just walk back inside. And everyone goes, yeah, nah, bar, you, you come out whenever you want, mate. You know? In 2023,
0: this is what you can expect from Unfiltered. The Legend series starts your working week featuring interviews with some of the game's finest, in-depth and personal. We talk footy and life in a subtle mix you can't or won't hear anywhere else. On Thursday, the Rugby League Superpod returns. 12 different player interviews every single episode. It's fast-paced, and if you like a laugh with your footy... This is for you. It's the weekly show you can't miss. Then on Saturday, it's dream team time. Who would you name in your best ever 13? We ask that question to players past and present. We don't always agree, but that's what it's about. The ultimate argument starter. Who is the best 13 ever? Be sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date on who's coming onto the podcast. We're all over Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Andy Raymond or you can check out the website andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Before you go, do a mate a favour and when you're done here, leave a five-star rating and write a quick review for us on the podcast app you're listening on. In terms of business, it's huge for us and it allows us to keep creating the content you love for free. Make sure you come back soon, legends. Thank you.